Hi, I'm Maria Daniels, and welcome to my podcast called Successfully Chaotic, where we talk about juggling our business lives and our personal lives and everything that goes with it. That means we talk about wellness, parenting, marriage, business tips, and so much more. For season eight, we have been focusing on moms and business and all the crazy chaos that comes with trying to juggle it all sometimes, right? Join me, sometimes a guest, as we share personal experiences and tips that we have found helpful on our own journey. So let's get started. Days and nights won't stop for traffic lights. special guest today, Carly. Carly and I haven't known each other very long, but as soon as we met, we hit it off. And actually, TJ Lonergan, we had him on the show, like, it's been years ago at this point, I need to have him on again. But um, he's the one that introduced us, and he pretty much had to, like, drag us apart in the parking lot because he was going to be late for an appointment because we wouldn't stop talking because we hit it off literally right away. So I was excited to have her on today because I just, I love her. I love her, first of all. And I think she's got a really awesome story that I thought everybody would really love, um, especially on the podcast itself. A lot of the things related to entrepreneurship, like kind of going from that nine to five to entrepreneurship, that's something that a lot of people are kind of looking for right now. I think a lot of people are kind of searching for, you know, their purpose, their why, their meaning. And, you know, not that you can't find that in a nine to five, but sometimes we feel like we're stuck in a position that we necessarily don't want to be in um, in our jobs. And I think it's important to kind of have these discussions that, you know, that way they, people know that they can have other options if they choose. If they love the nine to five, great, love it, that's great. But if you choose that you want to start to transition, I think it's important to hear these stories on how other people have done so because, you know, it gives them. I think it gives them kind of that oomph to go ahead and do something they feel kind of led to do. But Carly, I'm going to let you jump in and kind of tell everybody a little bit about, you know, who you are, and then we'll just kind of start a chat. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Maria. I am super excited to be on here. And also, I'm just kind of commenting on what you said. Like, I, we really were like inseparable at the beginning. So I'm so glad that we finally made this work. So, um, but yeah, I, I relate to that stuck position that you were mentioning. And that was where I was. So um, I'm a registered nurse. I've been practicing for seven years and I felt stuck in my day to day. It wasn't technically a nine to five, but um, the 12 hour shifts that we did. And I've had multiple nursing positions and um, knew that I wanted something more, but didn't know what that looked like, how to make that happen. Um, and so that has been a very recent transition. Um, I just started my own business. It's been almost a year in August. Um, so Drops of Health is my business. And um, 
we do raindrop therapy and foot detoxes, but the goal is, um, or the, the backstory I should say is using essential oils to balance, heal, preserve things like that. Um, but I am excited to share because I think there's a lot of, at least my friends too, um, that feel stuck and don't know how to get to that next step. Um, and so I hope that maybe, a you know, my story can help at least one person. Um, Absolutely. Well, and, and nobody, I mean, even when you hear that, that, phrase, you know, feeling stuck and it just makes yeah. you feel like, blah, right. So it's, nobody wants that feeling no matter what it is. And, you know, for whatever reason, somebody can, in the, even if they loved their job previously, you know, things can change, life can change and their, their family dynamics can change, their health can change. There's so many things can change that can make that work situation, you know, not feel the same. And then you can feel stuck though, because at that point in time, it's like, okay, well, we all realize that it takes time, obviously, to build an income in a new business. And I know we hear about these like overnight, like I made $10,000 today on, you know, direct shift from Amazon. But that's not the reality for most people. Yeah. You know, the reality for most people is it takes time to build things. You know, you know, every once in a while, somebody will just be able to hit something quickly and easily. That's kind of like the business equivalent of like winning the lottery. It doesn't happen that often. Usually it's kind of like, you know, a slow churn on getting to where you need to be. So that can be scary, right? Like, well, okay, well, you know, I want to leave my job, but I have bills, you know, I have a family, I have, you know, these responsibilities, how do I kind of make that transition? And, you know, I usually like, I know, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I, I usually recommend to people that obviously they have like a savings of, you know, at least like 90 days, six months, a year would be amazing if you could do that to be able to kind of give yourself some time to build up, if, especially if you're like a single income household. If you're a double income household, obviously there's some things that can be tweaked a little bit to be able to make that a little bit of an easier journey, but not everybody has that. So it's like, you want to make sure that you have kind of that nest egg sitting there um, because even if your business is, has been going for a while and it goes great, everybody with a small business knows small business is feast and famine sometimes. You have to be able to kind of plan accordingly. So um, I would like you to kind of share a little bit of your personal journey, you know, about leaving your job as a nurse and deciding to start your own business doing raindrop therapy. Like kind of what started that? What was the catalyst for that? Yeah. And there's so many pieces I like want to touch on from what you said, because it's, it's, I mean, you do have to take into account the income aspect of it. It's not so easy just to get up and leave your job and, and start something new. So um, for me, it was definitely not an overnight success type thing, like how people hear, like it's been a journey. It's taken me seven years of through my nursing career. Um, so kind of to go back to that point, when I first got out of nursing school, pretty much within the first six months, I, I've wanted to be a nurse my whole life. Uh, ever since I was four years old, when I got uh, my first first aid kit, yeah, <laughs> um, I knew from then on, like I I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to care for people. Um, so that was kind of within me uh, up until high school, college, and then some. Um, and then the first six months when I was practicing as a nurse, it was totally different than what I thought. Um, and not the caring for people aspect. I loved, I still love that part of it. Um, but just like the corporate medical field um, was different the way it functioned. So I knew that I wanted something different. The plan was always to become a nurse practitioner. Um, and I looked into that and I just, for me, it wasn't going back to school and continuing that. So it was going to be my own business. But what was that going to be? What was that going to look like? So it's so cliche to say, but 
you know, building that side hustle along your full-time income. And even so, like my husband and I were dating at the time and he had an income, but I've always wanted to rely on myself for funds. And um, so being independent, I was like, you know what, I'm going to really hustle alongside of, um, of my nursing career. So I would pick up extra nursing shifts and make extra money. And then I would spend a lot of my free time, um, you know, for a couple of years building up this, you know, quote unquote business um, that I was doing with Young Living at the time. Um, and then, like I said, yeah, it took about seven years. So it was not, this was not a quick thing. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of my friends who I've talked to, um, have, you know, said things like, oh, you're so lucky. And it's like, it's not luck. <laughs> it's hard yeah. work. Um, but, uh, I think people don't see all of those, um, you know, little things that you're doing, all the, the micro work that people do. Um, so there is some risk in it though, too. Um, I did leave a stable income uh to start my own thing so so the young living business kind of transitioned into something of my own uh excuse me but i think the the biggest thing the biggest tip that i i guess i would have for people is um networking so um there's so much back work that you can do as far as like getting all the logistics and financial things set up and whatnot. But the biggest thing for me um, was networking and building my network and building relationships with people um, because that's how you and I met, right? Like that's how this is happening. Like, so it's literally, that's how I've gotten my clients. That's how I got my space where I work out of my two locations. Um, it was all finding the right people. Um, because it's not just like that first person that you meet, but like their friend or their neighbor or their mom or their aunt and, um, you know, people buy from who they know, like, and trust. So I think for me, part of that seven year transition, the whole time I was building my foundation, which was relationships. Um, and then, you know, did take a leap too. So, so there is some risk involved. It's not just like you, a smooth transition where everything's just going to be exactly, you're going to make this amount of income, what you made before. And then some, um, I did initially take a pay cut, but I was at a point where I was like, I think I can do this. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really answering. <laughs> no, it does. Well, and I think you, you mentioned risk a lot. I know, you know, my listeners that listen on a regular basis have heard me say this so many times. They're probably like, we never have that. You know, I always say that there is there's risk literally involved in everything. So choosing to stay in your job as a nurse and not be all the way fulfilled, that's risk, right? Choosing to go out on your own and not be sure on your income, that's also risk. So like, I think, you know, no matter what we choose or don't choose, there's risk involved. And, you know, for me, you know, choosing to try these things, sometimes they've gone great and sometimes they've gone horribly on all these different things. But to me, it's worth the risk to, to try because trying, not trying, I feel like is a bigger risk. And I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that feel exactly the same way. And, you know, you may have things that you try that don't hit right. Maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe it's like, whatever, there's a million things that can happen. But, you know, if you've got that drive, you can always pivot a little bit and continue on. And I want to go back to what you were saying about networking, because I think that is a huge point that we touch on a lot. I've built everything that I've done also with networking is relationships. Relationships drive everything. And I think that is a huge piece of the puzzle that some entrepreneurs 
uh, have a hard time finding, especially if they're a little bit more introverted. I always say I'm, a, I'm an extroverted introvert because I very much love my alone, like bubble, like leave me alone for a while. But then when it's time for me to people, I can like, huh, I'm peopling today. You know, I can do that with no problem. But um, some people have a little bit harder time being extroverted. You know, they're a little bit more shy or whatever. And, you know, that is a big puzzle piece, though, is to figure out, okay, well, how can I still, where I'm still comfortable, you know, with, you know who I am as a person but how do I still be able to kind of make those connections because there's lots of ways to do that you can do it in person but you can also do you know online platforms there's lots of ways to be able to network now and it doesn't have to necessarily be like in the same room like I'm having to like super people today so I mean I love that you mentioned that because I think that is a key point to business I don't know any successful businesses that don't do some type of networking especially small businesses so I mean I think that is a huge huge point um I do want to ask you was there like a like a turning point or like a moment where it like literally hit your head where because you said that you always wanted to be a nurse what was the was there a moment or was it just lots of things together where you were like ah, this is not for me well i feel like the biggest thing for me was when i was practicing as a nurse i I had all these these dreams and visions of, of taking care of people and functioning in my own capacity. So that is kind of why I had this dream of like going on and becoming a nurse practitioner so that I would have, um, I would function in this, auto like with autonomy. Um, and so I didn't feel like I had that as a nurse. I kind of felt like I was going through the motions and, um, and, and I just, I never fully felt like it was what I wanted or what I dreamed of. Like as a little girl, I had this picture of like a nurse and you, and you see all the movies and the shows and, and sorry, I do have dogs. No, you're good. Your dogs are good. Um, but, um, so I had this vision, this dream and, and it really wasn't like, you know, it wasn't living up to that. And so for me, I think, um, finding something where I still could function and help people, but do it in my own way, my own space, my own, um, having my own thing. And so, yeah. So I think, like I said, when I first became a nurse, I like had that aha moment. Like, you know, I loved the the care aspect, but there were so many other things that I didn't love about it that I was like, how can I make this my own thing? Um, and so, you know, finding a passion and not everybody has these like super passionate things that they want to do. And, and that's totally okay. But just finding something that maybe doesn't feel as much like you're being put in a box or um, like you're, you know, it's a job every day. I mean, it is a job, but it's like, you know, some people really do love what they do. And, and I have found that now. And so, so it's been putting time and energy into that. Um, but yeah, my aha moment was, was really like not within the first year of becoming a nurse and then just finding those ways, um, to how, you know, to, to take the next steps. And you mentioned TJ Lonergan. So um, he's been a huge like catalyst in all of this for me as well, um, because the risk part, going back to the risk part, but um, I've always been someone that I would like to say takes risks, but it's, it's still like scary when you take that initial jump. And TJ was like, just, just do it, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so it's that easy, yeah. <laughs> but it really was, it really was that easy because I had done the micro work for seven years. So trusting in that and then taking the leap and then the dominoes just kind of like, fell, it just all fell right into place. Um, so yeah, but like, you know, like I said, I was building that network over time. Um, so it was still scary, but then the pieces just kind of, um, just really fell into place. So, um, yeah, but I think, I think 
it doesn't always have to be something that somebody is super passionate about, but just feeling like you, like you said, you've, you've tried so many different things. And if, if this one doesn't work, the next one might, but it's trying it. Um, because like I said, I wanted to be a nurse my whole life. And, and if it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be, then maybe there's something more. Absolutely. Well, and I think sometimes I know for me, it's not necessarily that it didn't work because there's been things that I've done that technically worked, yes. but I get in there and I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to do I don't want to do this. Um, and it's actually, it's a lot harder when it's like that. It's easy when it's like, well, this isn't working. You can quit that easily. When it's working, it's a little bit harder to quit. Um, but still, it's like, okay, well, I don't, I don't want to do this. You know, this is not something I want to put my time and energy into. And, and I love what you said about passion. Cause it, it is something we talk about a lot. And not that I don't think that we should follow our passions if we have them. But sometimes, because I've had people come and say this to me too, like sometimes it's not like this big, you know, blinking light or it's like, that's my passion. You know, sometimes it could be super like high level, like 30,000 foot view. Like I like helping people, you know, yeah. it could be. And then it's like, obviously there's lots of ways to help people. So you may have to try a bunch of things to figure out one that really feels like it fits with you, your family, your life, you know, all the things. And you know, that's, that's another big thing that I've had to work out because what necessarily works for Maria doesn't necessarily work with my family life, you know, because it has to integrate, you know, or it just doesn't work. So, I mean, I, I know you do rain drop therapy and you did mention that. How did you discover that? I know you mentioned that, I guess you, I, maybe I'm assuming that maybe you met somebody that did Young's Living or how did that kind of come about? Yeah. So, um, I got into essential oils way back when, um, actually cause my oldest brother had cancer at the time. So, um, we don't have cancer in our family. Um, so it was, it was very like new to all of us. And I was working as a nurse's aide at the time. And, um, a patient said to me, I was in her room and we were just talking and, um, she had a bottle of frankincense sitting on her bedside table. And of course these girls are going crazy right now. Um, and she had a bottle of frankincense sitting on her bedside table. And I was like, what is that? Like, I know I've seen that from the Bible. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's from the Bible. And it's it, all the things that it talks about in the Bible. It's, it's real. It does all these incredible things. Well, I had never heard of oils. I was, you know, and when you're in the medical field, you're skeptical about things that aren't, you know, maybe don't have all the science there, or maybe at the time they didn't have enough studies. And so anyway, um, she just said, you know what, just try some out and, and see what you think. So um, that kind of like was the beginning steps of, of all of this, of everything. And so it, it wasn't, again, like that blinking light that you're saying, that wasn't for me. It was just kind of um, sparked an interest, piqued my interest. And then I just kind of, um, oh my gosh, girls. Um, we have they to want to be on the podcast too. It's fine. Yeah, they're both puppies. So um, this, I should have expected this. Um, so anyway, so girls girls, girls, girls. So taking, um, taking that path of natural health, natural wellness, um, and just integrating that into my life over the past couple of years, um, I stumbled upon raindrop because I was still doing essential oils. Um, and I actually got one done myself. Um, um, I actually got one done myself and then, um, she wanted to make an appearance. Um, and so then after I had that one done, it was kind of like an aha moment for me. Okay. So the seven years that you've been investing in research and doing all of these things, like educating people on oils just for fun, like, um, 
this this was that moment leading up to it so yeah that blinking light took a long time to like come to fruition but it made sense because all of those little things i was doing that i had no no idea why i was doing them i just felt like i should be doing them were building blocks to this like this moment of now opening my own space and having my own business and um so raindrop therapy tied into essential oils and so it was just like that next step um, and then there's just been continued steps after that, because it's like, you know, I mentioned that domino effect, but it, it really is. It's like, once you build your foundation, things just start to grow. And, um, and when you're consistent with something, people really are like, okay, she's serious about this. Cause I think when I first started, people were like, it's a hobby. She likes essential oils, you know, yada, yada, yada. But when you have a significant impact on the health of a family member or yourself, it changes you. And so whether or not people don't believe in this or that, um, it didn't matter to me because it, it affected my family positively. Um, so I was like instantly like, this is my thing. Um, so, so yeah, that thing took, oh my gosh, that thing took a lot of time to really present itself as like being the thing for me. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think if you try things out, like you're saying, it's like, it's taking those risks while you're young. And, and, you know, I don't know, not to like quote Gary V here, but I follow him a lot. I don't know if you do on Instagram, but, you know, when you're in your twenties, thirties and forties, you're still so young, but I think we perceive it as we're not that young. And so we shouldn't take risks because we have a family or we have all these obligations or maybe lots of bills to pay, or you want to take that trip or, but we are still so young. And so I think you know, and I want to have kids. So I'm like, am I going to do this now? Or am I going to wait 20 years from now? Um, and so it was like, okay, all of the work you're doing and the risk together, it's like, a, you know, it's just um, an, a, a good explosion. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, and I think, you know, the biggest thing for me is I ask myself, like, what's the worst that can happen? If the worst that can happen is like really bad, yeah. and I think about it a little more, right? If the worst that can happen is it just doesn't work, Okay. You know, so, cause I mean, my own rule with myself is I don't risk what I can't afford to lose, whether that's time that, or the money or the whatever, there's always risk involved. So I look at it like an investment, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to throw this out there and see what happens. You know, and sometimes you do great and sometimes you don't just like investing. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, how I've done a lot of different things, you know, with my businesses, cause some of them weren't necessarily like giant passions of mine. It was just like, I seen an opportunity. Right. Yes. Um, one of the things I want to ask you too, though, is, you know, you've, you've been on this journey now, you said for a, almost a year, what are some of the valuable lessons that you've learned along the way now as a newer entrepreneur? And is there any advice that you would give to somebody who's kind of considering that transition from working for somebody else to working for themselves? Yeah. So I had a lot to learn. <laughs> I, uh, when you're a nurse, you don't necessarily know a whole lot about business. So that was a huge um, thing to overcome for me. And I'm still like, you know, having to learn about all these different things that maybe I didn't know before. Um, and so my my biggest piece of advice would be to right, baby, would be to um, to network and kind of how I said earlier. But even if it's on such a small level, um, once you find that thing that maybe you're interested in, start doing a little bit of networking, whether that's going to an event with women, like a wine event or, um, going to a retreat, whether it's a couple days or because, or joining, even just joining Facebook groups where you have like-minded individuals, like-minded women, other business people, whatever it is, because 
um, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but the people are the backbone of a business. And so um, you either have a lot of great people on your team or you're struggling to find those people. And they're not just going to like throw themselves at you either. Like the the foundation pieces, it's all been built, you know, it's been built by hard work and grit and, and hustle. And so um, it's all the late nights where I'm tired. And it's like, I really don't want to go to that networking event, even though I'm an extrovert, I am very much an extrovert. I love social settings. But sometimes I agree to something when I'm in a certain mood. <laughs> and then you that time shows up and you're like, I'm not in the same mood anymore. But I always force myself to go unless I'm sick or I'm like, you know what, I really can't do this because I've gotten no sleep or whatever, whatever. Um, I force myself. I'm like, no, I'm doing it. I made a commitment and, and I stick to that commitment. And so I show up to a lot of social functions that maybe I don't want to because I'm exhausted or I've done, you know, I've had a hard day or a long day, but you continue to network because it's so important. It's so valuable. And so um, that may be not part of my work day, but it's something I always make a point um, in my week a couple times a week. Um, and kind of just referencing. So even just like being in BNI, like that's where I met Dr. TJ. Um, and, you know, I was in it for a couple of years, then got out of it. And he was like, why don't you just come back? And me coming back, which I was not going to do, has been another huge catalyst in all of this, you know, expanding and, and my business scaling. And so, again, it's like it's being open minded. It's connecting with people, building those meaningful relationships. Um, and also, too, like, you know, you can have a plan all you want, but be open to things that opportunities that come to you that maybe you weren't expecting, because there's been a lot of things that have presented itself to me. And I'm like, you know what, that's not really what I envisioned. That's not really what I wanted or really what I thought was going to be the future for this. And I did it anyway, just to see where it would go. And it's, there's been things that have like expanded my viewpoint that have now, um, made a huge, a huge, um, leap in my business. One of those long story short being, I went to a business conference in Miami, which I was like, not going to do. I'm like, this is not going to go anywhere. Um, needless to say, I met somebody who lives in Hawaii, who's now helping me with um, speaking opportunities around the country and potentially in Hawaii too. So I just like, you know, one little pebble turns yeah. this huge stone. Like it's just, it's, it's those little things, but, um, yeah, just I would say the best advice would be to create those meaningful relationships, not superficial, being authentic, showing up and and really trying to connect with people and, and find those likenesses. Absolutely. Well, and I love that you mentioned be authentic because I know a lot of people, including myself at the very beginning, I would like think I only could show so much of my career crazy personality because I'm a lot sometimes <laughs> so I would only like show up as like part of it because I was afraid until I finally kind of like burst free of that mentality because the thing is is if somebody's wanting to do business with me or network with me or whatever sooner or later I'm not going to be able to contain all of this right so it's going to come out anyway so it's better if they know what they're getting into and they either love it, hate it, or whatever, you know. And it took me a while to be comfortable with that. But I think sometimes, especially if you're new to the business world, I come from corporate where it very much was expected a mask all day. Mm -hmm. So coming from that corporate mask mentality to going out on my own, I still thought I had to wear that mask, which is part of the reason I didn't want to be in corporate to begin with, because I didn't want to have to wear a mask. But it took some time to kind of get out of that mentality. I think a lot of people you know, struggle with just the idea of authenticity. Was that something that you struggled with or was it something that you, that kind of came naturally? 
Oh yeah. I, uh, by nature, I'm a people pleaser. So I definitely, and, and also being a nurse too, it's like, you know, um, you swallow a lot to make sure that you're presenting yourself in such a way and making sure that you're, you know, you take a lot of hits as a nurse, um, figuratively, but, um, maybe some literally, <laughs> but you know, so you have to kind of like, just, compartmentalize, but, um, yeah, authenticity, like when you're a people pleaser and you want people, you know, you're, you're trying to, and also if you have that scarcity mindset, like, is this business going to work? Maybe you're in that mode of desperation, which I've been there too. Like, I didn't know if it was going to work. And so it was like, I need clients, you know, and that is such a different space than being like, I'm okay. I'm going to be who I am. And naturally those clients will come to me. And the more that I relaxed in it, the more, the clients came to me. It's almost like, you know, the manifestation aspect and putting things out into the universe. Um, I manifested like being uh, not, not just being calm, but just being sitting in who you are and being you. Um, and then allowing that because I'm like you, I'm also wild and crazy too. And so there's different sides and different times for that. And I think yeah. a huge part of, of business for me has been adapting to different people's personalities. Um, because you, you can't sometimes always be the same with, with this client yeah. or this client. And so, um, I've learned more as even just a human being starting my own business um, than I have ever before because of all the people that you encounter and how many different walks of life. And and so to adapt to that and be able to kind of meet those people's needs. Um, so yeah, authenticity was definitely something I struggled with because I would always want to bring what that person wanted. And I still sometimes do to kind of cater to the clients and things like well, that. Healthy levels of that. Healthy level. There's yeah. unhealthy levels, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but yes, like you're saying, they're going to, they're going to see who you are at some point or another anyway. So just be comfortable. It's almost like when you go on a first date, you know, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. they're going to see who you are in a couple of weeks anyway, or six months or whatever it is. Um, and so, and it's funny because I think you and I can both kind of agree on this. We've attracted certain people people once we've stepped into who we are. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't doing that as a nurse. And so towards the end of my nursing, um, and I still do function as a nurse, you know, occasionally here and there, but um, towards the end, when I was like fully stepping away, I finally accepted, I don't know what shifted in my brain, but it was finally just like, you know what, screw it. Like, I'm just going to be this way. Like, this is who I am. Um, and clients are going to either come to me or they're not. And, um, and yeah, it just kind of like, it was, it snowballed and I, I felt like I got super busy right away. And, and back to what my friends were saying, they were like, oh, you're so lucky. And it's like this, you know, maybe some of it's luck, but my dad always said when I was little to my brothers and I, um, the harder you work, the luckier you get. So it might appear to be luck, but it's all of that time that is built. Um, you know, it's a compound effect of, of, of Dr. TJ will love this simple actions done right over time. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know that a lot of people don't share during those times because they're too busy and they're not sure what to share. And so when they start sharing what they've done, it's usually when they've already gone through like a lot of that stuff. And I think that's why people accidentally think that, you know, it's luck or whatever is because they don't get to see that intimate details of all the times where you fell on your face you thought about quitting you know all that stuff that happens i'd say i have not talked to an entrepreneur ever at this point that has not had those moments where they're like 
I don't know if this is for me. I just need to give up. I just, I don't know if I can do this, you know, because there are amazing parts of entrepreneurship and there's some hard parts, but I think it's when you get into your stride, not that there's still not days where you're like, okay, well that part sucked, but, but for the most part, you get into your stride. It is a lot easier. You know, it's, it's, it's the same thing as like, if you're climbing a mountain, right, that uphill is treacherous and it's hard and you want to stop and you go back down and you don't want to do it and you get to the top and it's like wow okay and then you got the journey down right which is a little bit easier but sometimes there's still some treacherous parts right and i think it's kind of that same idea but a lot of people don't notice that climb up they see at the top and then you know see the little bit of an easier journey so i mean i think that that's a common misconception for people mm-hmm. um, and i also think that limits people from stepping out as readily and trying to do whatever it is they're feeling like they want to do with their own entrepreneurship journey, because, you know, they're only seeing that front end, that finished product or semi-finished product. And they're not sure that they can do that. And, you know, that's even like was a catalyst for this entire show to begin with was to show like some of those (laughs) messier parts, because, you know, when I was in kind of my own journey i was looking for stuff like that i mean yes i wanted to hear the success stories and oh i did this and that's great and you know here's how you do that that was that was very helpful but i also wanted to hear that you know no matter what was going on in my life i could also do that right no matter what was going on you know it was an option for me because my life is busy and crazy and lots of things you know like a lot of us have and i kept looking for somebody that was like like me right to be able to identify with to say oh okay well they don't have you know that perfect scenario set up that you know that like i mean my i got a lot of kids right i got a lot of things going on i needed to see something that didn't look like that perfect journey and that was harder to find and i love having these conversations um i just love you like i said but i love having these conversations because from the moment i met you you were very real very genuine and i you know i i like having conversations with people like that um i do want to ask you before you know we kind of start to wrap up a little bit but how do you find the balance between business and taking care of yourself physically and emotionally because i know that can be a challenge because a lot of times again we put our needs on the back burner and you know we're just trying to like barrel full force with our business and doing all the things are there some things that you can share that you have you know made a point to do to be able to take care of yourself physically emotionally so you can show up better for your business because i think sometimes that takes some time to learn that it it takes so much time and i i'm still learning that too um i definitely prioritize self-care i feel like that's a huge reason of why i allowed myself going back to that risk again like allowed myself to take the risk because um i i do prioritize that but it's hard i mean it's very hard it's it takes sacrifice right so what is that piece that you want to sacrifice is it sleep or is it um, maybe time with friends or time with family or TV time or whatever that might be? But in order to get all the things done that you want, there's there's just not enough hours in the day. And so at some point you have to prioritize and sacrifice. And and another big piece for me, so that, that was a huge part, was like figuring out what I can sacrifice. Um, but another huge piece was delegation. Um, being type A, wanting to like do everything myself because, you know, it's so easy to to get wrapped in the mindset that if if you don't do it yourself, it's not going to be done the way you want it to be done. And so even as a nurse, like I would always, you know, I, I never used to accept help. 
help. I'm like, no, no, I got it. I got it. Like I'll, I'll do it. Even something so basic, like walking a patient out. I'm like, nope, I'm going to walk my own patient out. Like, you know, so I just, um, having your own business, you, you can't, you can't do it all. <laughs> uh, it's really difficult. And, and so I've had to learn like healthy delegation, like even just, even with my husband, like, Hey, you know, could you do this, this for me? That way I can get all of these things done. Um, so delegating, whether it's in your personal life to a partner, um, a spouse or a child, maybe that they could help out with something for you. Um, and then delegating in your business too, because I think we try to take everything on because we want it done a certain way. Um, but then it just can't all get done. And so I think it's like releasing expectations, delegating those things. And then, but there is some sort of healthy sacrifice too, that has to be made. Um, because if it were easy, they say this all the time, but if it were easy, everybody would do it. It's not easy. Um, and so the, the massive growth that I feel like I've had is like, like I said, when I'm exhausted and I don't want to go to that after hours, or I don't want to go to that social thing at seven o'clock at night, my workday is finally wrapping up and winding down. And it's like, I really don't want to do that. I go anyway. I do it anyway. Even if I just show up and it always happens, I leave there feeling so incredible when you walk in and you're exhausted and you're like, man, I'm so glad I did that. I love reminding myself of that when I don't want to do something because it's always worth it. Always worth it in the end. Absolutely. Well, and I think that sometimes sometimes you're not going to feel like it, you know, and I think that that's a huge thing because, you know, I've done some speaking, some motivational speaking, and I think it's funny because you know, motivation is one of those really funny words. Like I, I love to be motivated, but I don't always feel motivated. Um, and the thing is, is nobody does. Nobody always feels motivated there. And that's where discipline comes in, right? So it's deciding what you want to do and why. And then on the days you're not motivated, because it's going to happen, you use the discipline on those days, use the motivation on the days you have it, and use the discipline on the days you don't. And I think that is a, you know, a huge thing to remember, because I think entrepreneurs, especially earlier on in their journey, that's, I think, a lot of times a thing that causes some issues with them is because sometimes they don't feel motivated. They're like, oh, man, maybe this is not for me. So then they start all the self-doubt and like all the other things that happen from that. Yeah, Instead of realizing that it, that is a normal part of the journey. You're going to be motivated some days and you're going to not be motivated some days. And that is OK. So, you know, if it's still something that needs to be done, that's where discipline kicks in. And maybe sometimes it doesn't need to be done and it can be moved, you know, whatever. But you know, you're not always going to have that motivation. And, you know, I think that that is a, you know, key point, you know, to think about. I have one more question to ask you. Um, looking back on your journey from, you know, leaving your job as a nurse and starting your own business, what's the most significant takeaway or lesson that you'd like the listeners to remember and apply to their own journey? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and this is even outside of business, is the growth that I've had in my own personal life. Um, because it's like you're taking a bet on yourself and all the things that you learn along the way that you're not taught in school, that maybe your parents didn't teach you, um, you you start to like celebrate these little victories even outside of your business. Like other little things started falling into place in my world and it was like, oh, you know, wow, that that's really neat that that happened. And and looking back, it's because of all the things that I've been learning, um, all of the all of the little tiny lessons, because you do fail. I mean, I'm my first year in my business. There's been a lot of no's. I've had a lot of doors shut in my face. A lot of people tell me no. A lot of people tell me what I do is, you know, whether they don't believe in it or they, they're skeptical of it. And 
heard it all, you know, heard it all. So um, I think just like pushing past that and believing in yourself, which again, some days is hard because you wake up and you're like, what am I even doing? <laughs> like yeah. some days I, I still have that. I'm like, am I doing like, what am I doing today? I, I don't even know that I am should be doing what I'm doing. And, and it's like, you have those days of self doubt, but then you have other days where you're like, no, this is why I'm doing this. These are the reasons why, because that why that we usually have as entrepreneurs, there's a fire under there. And um, yeah, the personal growth that you have when you step out and try new things, take risks and bet on yourself and believe in yourself is just incredible. All the different pieces of your life start to come together and all the solid rocks of your family, uh, whether it's a marriage or your kids or finances or health and wellness, um, fitness, physique, whatever it is, it's like things start to align because you've given yourself um, freedom, freedom and also belief and, and a healthy confidence level too. So I think, yeah, the biggest thing is like, take those take those risks that's been a huge theme of this talk but take those risks believe in yourself and and be authentic in who you are and truly the universe brings you the right people that you need 100 so. i i love that so yeah. let everybody know where they can find you follow you find out about a little bit of what you do i mean obviously what you do is very you know in person on a lot of things but <laughs> i mean if they want to follow you or you know whatever if you can give them kind of where that is Sure. So um, I do have a personal page, but my business page is that oily chick. So that oily C-H-I-C-C. -C. It's on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I try to update that daily with different educational reels and posts and things like that. Um, my website is dropsofhealth.com. Um, I've got two locations in Lebanon and Blue Ash for treatments um, with Dr. TJ. And um, yeah, so I would love to connect via social media um, or obviously through website or in person, which is even better, my favorite. <laughs> All right, well, I love that. And for anybody that's listening on the podcast, the links to all the things that Carly just said will be in the show notes for you to click through and find out a little bit more about Carly. I've loved this conversation. I mean, I knew I would because I've loved talking to you. And I know the last time I seen you, we just kept talking and talking and talking and talking. Yeah, because hours later. Yeah, hours later. Usually it is. It's like so long later. I'm like, wait, it's been such a long time. So, yeah. Um, but no, I, I love Can that. Keep working. <laughs> and yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, that's going to be the negative about being in the same space sometimes together. Is I don't know how much we're gonna get done. Like, we're gonna have right. some tea <laughs> all right so if you're listening to this on the podcast make sure if you're not already following us you subscribe to our podcast share this episode with somebody that would find it helpful and we will see you all next time life is a winding road no telling where it goes Thank you so much for tuning in to Successfully Chaotic, where we are driven to help you design your success even in the midst of life's chaos. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. You can also find more at www.successfullychaotic.com or on social media. Reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you.